الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل له فلا هادي له ونشهد لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعه من يطيع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى ومن يعصهما فانه قد غوى وانه لا يضر الا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا ان خير الحديث كتاب الله وخير الحديث حديث محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وان خير الامور موازنها وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قال قال الله تعالى في كتاب المجيد يا ايها الذين امنوا اذا نودي للصلاه من يوم الجمعه فاصبوا الى ذكر الله وذروا بيعه ذلكم خير لكم ان كنتم تعلمون فاذا قضيت الصلاه فانتشروا في الارض وابتغوا من فضل الله واذكروا الله كثيرا لعلكم تفلحون واذا راوا تجاره او لحظا من فضل من اليها وتركوك قائما قل ما ان الله خير من اللحظ ومن التجاره الله خير الرازقين صدق الله العظيم صدق الله العلي العظيم dear brothers and sisters today inshallah we as we all await the glorious month of the ramadan that is right around the corner and we are all planning and hoping to seek the bounties within it and getting close to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this month the same time it may be another year that we are entering ramadan and leaving ramadan while being politically divided the pain of being divided as an ummah by the artificial political boundaries the mickey mouse states that we see right now that has been imposed by the colonial powers after they destroyed the khilafa and this pain is something that we constantly feel this pain is always there and this also is one of the reasons that we see that the when the, uh, the month of the ramadan is supposed to start or the, the month of shawwal or the eid there we, there we see the differences we see the divided ummah and this difference of opinion can easily be dealt with by the opinion or the 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 the, the ruling of the khalifa so we when we look at the past this was not the case when we were united among uh, under the khilafa the muslims globally started and ended ramadan together waiting on the announcement by the khalifa today sadly we are differing between each other and we are aligning ourselves to different masajid and the countries and to different arguments and how whether it should be calculated the start of the month or should it be the uh, we should be siding should the siding be global should the siding be local all these differences of opinion and back and forth bickering happens so this is also another reminder a stark reminder a painful reminder that we don't have the khilafa that actually unites us politically and the the decision of the khalifa on this matter would definitely would unite all the muslims in, in around the world 
let's take a quick look at the evidences from the Quran and Sunnah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Baqarah, ayah number 185, The month of Ramadan is that which was revealed, in which the Quran was revealed. Quran a guidance for the people and clear proofs for the guidance and the criterion. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says further, and whoever sights the new moon of the month, let him fasten. And to, to give the understanding of this, we get the understanding of this ayah from the hadith of Rasulullah This hadith has been reported by Muslim. And Abdullah ibn Umar, radiyallahu said, the month of Ramadan may consist of 29 days. So do not fast it until you have sighted it, that is the new moon. And do not break fasting until you have sighted, that is the, the crescent of the shawal. Uh, and if the sky is cloudy for you, then complete it by 30 days. So this brings the question, what is the role of the science in this topic? So we can use the scientific calculations or the techniques to be able to determine the birth and the location of the moon. So we would know where to look in the sky, the horizon, where the moon is gonna appear. And we can also use the visual aids like the telescopes and whatnot to be able to uh, see the moon with our eyes, with the help of the, the, um, uh, the aids. But one thing is for sure that we have to cite the moon. In addition to the hadith that we just talked about, there are numerous and clear and unequivocal authentic hadith on this topic, where Rasulullah has ordered us to start and stop fasting by the confirmed sighting of the new moon. These orders are binding and their violation is sinful act, just like abandoning any other duties. Now, this brings up the question about can we use the calculations to determine the start of the Ramadan or the conclusion of the Ramadan? There are opinions obviously out there, but those opinions are considered as shahs or anomaly. Because we cannot substitute the actual sighting of the moon as been mentioned by the, the, the textual evidences, both the Quran and the Sunnah we just talked about. And in those Evidences, Rasulullah mentioned the word ruyatihi, sighting, specifically. All these ahadiths connect the sighting of the moon to contain this Arabic word ruyatihi, which is derived from the word ra'a. The people who actually talk about or support the idea of calculations of the birth of the moon, they misuse the word ra'a. While the word ra'a could mean knowledge, it is not correct to apply this in this context because with the following two reasons. Number one, when referring to a single object, it means to visualize it, to see it through the eye. That is, he saw the moon. However, if the word ra'a refers to two objects, it could mean to know. That is, he knew the correct opinion about them. Second, if the word ra'a is used in reference to a tangible object, it means to visualize the object through the eye. 
However, it is used to refer to present an idea or an abstract thing, not an ab, ab, uh, not a tangible object. It could mean knowledge. But the ahadith refer the moon, which is a tangible object. So the word ra'a can only mean to visualize or to see it, the moon. There's another hadith supported by Bukhari. Omar has reported that Rasulullah said, we are ummiya, unlettered people. We neither naktub, we, we neither write, nor calculate, nahsubu. The month is this way and that, and that, and sometimes 29 days and sometimes 30 days. The supporters of the calculation use this argument saying that the sighting of the moon is accompanied by the reasoning, legal reasoning or the illa, that the ummah was unlettered. This means the ummah was not able to read or write or do calculations. So that's why we should be able to do it because the Ummah has emerged from this state. We have people who can read and calculation. But they, 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 the problem with that uh, argument is that it's twofold essentially. Because when Rasulullah the word used Ummiyah, it does not mean the, uh, it does not imply a legal reasoning or illa. The word Ummiyah is also referred to, referred to use the Arabs in journal. There's an ayah in the Quran, Surah Al-Jumma, ayah number two. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, So the word the ummiyin is being used by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to refer to the people of the Arab. When Rasulullah used the word naktub wa nahsub, we neither write nor calculate, it carries several meanings, such as we do not use the astronomical methods, calculations, to determine the legal cherry beginning of the month or the end of the month. We, not even use it, we don't even use the astrology for this or astronomical calculations. It does not mean the general calculations because at the time of the Rasulullah Sahaba used to use the calculations to determine the zakah. And they also used the calculations, complicated calculations to determine the, uh, the inheritance. Because inheritance laws actually tend to be very, very complicated calculations. And furthermore, during the time of Rasulullah, the Jews were living in the Medina and they used the astronomical calculations to determine the beginning of the, the month. So this opinion of using calculations to the start of the month or the end of the month was nothing new for the, the, uh, the people at that time. During that context, Rasulullah said that we do not do this calculation. It's completely, it's, it's, it's very clear that Rasulullah said that this is not allowed for us. The second issue with that argument is that even if this is considered as the illa or the shari, uh, legal reasoning, we cannot use analogy or, or qiyas in this issue because this is the issue of ibadah. And the, in the ibadah topic, we don't take any qiyas. So basically, uh, the other thing is that it contradicts the definite meaning in the text of the numerous ahadith. We have not discussed all of them, but just to give you a flavor for that. There are many ahadiths actually that talk about this, which clearly indicate that the sabab or the cause for the fasting is the sighting of the moon. Like, like the, the sighting of the sun is the sabab for the Maghrib prayer. Therefore, it's very clear that the argument that they use for the calculations, they are not a valid argument. And the only valid argument is to look at the sighting of the moon. And it brings a question about the local sighting and the, and the global sighting. 
Rasulullah sallallahu said in the hadith, sumu li ru'yatihi wa aftiru li ru'yatihi. The hadith that we discussed earlier. So Allah subhanahu Rasulullah sallallahu saying, fast upon it, the, uh, the sighting of the crescent moon. And break the fast, that is conclude the month of Ramadan, when it's the, the sighting. The report, this hadith has been reported by Nasai. Again, when we look at the, the word ru'yatihi, it's a plural, there is no consideration for geography or distance here. It's a general word. And we, when we look at the, uh, so that when we look at this, this word is used as a general, this means that the obligation is on all the Muslims all around the world to start the month and conclude the month using siding anywhere around the world. Then this brings up the question about the opinion of Ibn Abbas He, in one of the, the narration of the Asr of Sahabi, he rejected the sighting of Asham conveyed to him by Quraysh, who had traveled from Asham to uh, um, from, uh, from Madinah to Asham and then it came back. And he reported the sighting to Ibn Abbas So the majority of the, the, the scholars who actually look at this uh, narration, they say that this was the ishtihad of Ibn Abbas and it is known that the ishtihad of a sahabi cannot specify a general hukum from the Quran and the Sunnah. The other thing is that this is this ishtihad, even if it's uh, if it's correct, this goes against the other reported ahadis, even by Ibn Abbas that talks about the generality of the sighting, does not specify that the sighting has to be limited by a geographical distance. And when some of the uh, scholars they said that Ibn Abbas did not uh, follow this because to declare Eid you needed two, uh, two witnesses and Quraib was only one witness for this. So all of this actually tells you us that a, uh, this is not a valid opinion. But then even if the scholars who take this as a shubha dali, that's the semblance of evidence of the narration of Quraib, which is the ishtihad of Nebastas in Taraho, they define the matla, the horizon with respect to the moon, different distance between the, when the matla starts and when the matla ends. Some scholars that take the distance after which the qasr, the shortening of prayer becomes valid. Which if you look at the opinions, they should have differences, the maximum amount of distance that, that, uh, that people ask for the shortening of prayer is 72 miles. This means after 72 miles, there will be a different matla. And the another uh, opinion, they consider a month's journey, which is 500 or 600 miles. At the, uh, defined as the action of the matla. When you look at these distances, none of these distances justify the political boundary that we have today to, to be taken as the matla. And interestingly enough, the, the primary evidence that people use to have the justification for local matla or local siding is actually going against the political boundaries. Because both Sham and the Medina, they were part of the Islamic Khilafah at that time. So they actually had different matala, matale, or different matla within the same state, political boundaries. So when you see that this opinion, especially the, the way it's being applied today, is being applied based on the political boundaries, is completely invalid. There is no evidence, there is no sharia uh, backing to this opinion anywhere. And they're using the political boundaries. For example, Pakistan does not take the, any of the evidences from the, uh, from the Iran from the Afghanistan, from the India, does not even take anything from 
uh, from the uh, uh, Saudi Arabia or the Middle East. What's even uh, interesting to note that when, when uh, Bangladesh was used to be part of, part of the Pakistan, if Bangla people in the Bangladesh, they, they witnessed a moon, that would be valid for the people in the, the, uh, the West Pakistan and vice versa. But unfortunate thing is that the moment that they broke up, the, uh, Bangladesh became an independent country, Pakistan does not like to take the evidences or the sighting of the moon from Bangladesh. So what does it tell you? It's only based on the political boundaries. It's not based on any shared opinion. The same way, the next door, India, they do not accept any of these uh, evidences or the, uh, the, the sightings of the moon. So we can see that this is totally based on the political boundaries. And there's a hadith that actually comes to uh, in this topic about narrated by Abu Dawood. Rasulullah said, he is not one of us who calls for Asabiyya. Asabiyya is nationalism. This, this division based on the political boundaries is something that Rasulullah actually clearly prohibited. He is not one of us who calls for Asabiyya, which is nationalism, or fights for Asabiyya, or who dies for Asabiyya. So when we see that, the, uh, look at the, uh, the opinions of the uh, Fuqaha. There's a long list of the prominent scholars and the Fuqaha in the past and also contemporary that endorse the global siding position. The list includes Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Malik, Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal, many students Imam Shafi'i, Imam Ibn al-Arabi, Ibn Taymiyyah, al-Nawawi, Kasani, al-Shawkani, al-Juzayri, Imam Sarkhasi, Maulana Rashid al-Gangwai, the person who found, co-founded the Darul Ulum in Deoband. Maulana Raza Ahmad Khan Barelvi, Mufti Kifayatullah, Maulana Muhammad Zakaria Kandhelvi, Maulana Ashraf Ali Thanvi, among the, the, the long list of the scholars that we have, they actually all support the global sighting. The famous books of fiqh, such as the Fatawa Alangiri, Fatawa Darulum Deoban, Bahari Sharia, Dura Muqtar, among others, again, there's a long list of those. They all endorse the global sighting opinion. So what does it tell us? So this means that when we hear about a Muslim country or any country, no matter how near or far it is, declares that it has been confirmed the, the lawful or the legal sighting of the moon, of the new moon, then we must begin our fast and we must con conclude the fast based on the legal sighting. It doesn't matter what the distance is. And it is not allowed for us for us to have this kind of division in this in this topic because if we go by the uh, the scholars or the rulers of the Muslim countries, we would be not actually following the commands of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And there's a hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi that mentioned is uh, that Muaz uh, Muaz said that I said Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, what do you think if we had leaders who do not follow your Sunnah and do not adopt your order? And what do you order regarding their affairs? Rasulullah said, there is no obedience to the one who does not obey Allah Azza wa Jal. And there's another hadith of Rasulullah said that Rasulullah forbade fasting on two days, which is the Eid of Eidain, which is the Eid al-Adha and the day of Eid al-Fitr. So when we see that, we, we are not obligated to follow the rulers or anybody else for that matter, if they do not follow the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the commands of Rasulullah So when we see that Islam has connected the sighting of the moon to the political leadership of the Muslimin as a practical means to unify the Muslimin all around the world. And this month actually brings about the, the need for that unity. 
And this political leadership is the Khilafah, not the corrupted regime that actually blotting all around the world in the Muslim world today right now. Let's make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya Allah, make us a Ramadan or a month of obedience, worship, and reward for all of us. Ya Allah, this Ummah yearns for the unity and the Ramadan should be a practical manifestation of this unity. This can only be achieved, achieved under the shade of the Khilafah. Let us pray and make a firm resolution to work for the establishment of the Khilafah state that we should bring the political unity and that would alleviate us from the sin of not having the bayah on our neck at this time so that all our worldly affairs and Islamic obligations are properly administered and discharged. May Allah subhanahu wa use us for this great responsibility and not replace us with others. Ameen, Sunnah Ameen. Aqulu qali haza, sakfirullah, li wa lakum wa nisa al-muslimin, sakfirullah, inna allaha ghafuru raheem.